Welcome to Agam the Climate Podcast, a literary podcast about climate, consciousness, and crisis, but without jargon. On the reading list, our guest authors read their work from Agam, Filipino narratives on uncertainty and climate change. This is Susan Lara reading her short story, Enough. Enough. He zipped up his duffel bag, his mind already in Iloilo, making plans for his first semester in fisheries and ocean sciences. He turned to his mother. She looked away. He used to find it fun to coax a smile from her. Often, a whiff of her favorite Linubihang Mungo was enough, or his off-key rendition of Rosa's Pandan. She even smiled when he burped, but he would not even try now. It was time to steel himself against her pleas. The fisherfolk's blood ran in his veins, breathing the briny air and the tangy smell of the sea that other people associated only with summer holidays was an everyday pleasure for him. Hearing the scream of gulls and walking with sand between his toes were things he took for granted. He loved it when the rains came and left the land and everything on it sparkling with blinding clarity, awash with sunshine. He grew up assuming that was the only way to live. So he became a fisherman himself and was hard at work at sea while most of the country slept. He knew what it was like to be buffeted by the biting wind whipped by hard, driving rain that defied gravity and blew horizontally, both forces knocking down trees and inundating low-lying areas. Work was demanding, but it gave them enough to get by. He embraced the difficult life of fisherfolk and tried not to see the connection between his recurring headaches and his habit of grinding his teeth at night and gritting them when overcast skies announced the onset of bone-chilling rain. The perennial sense of imminent danger made him deeply respectful toward the unknown. Dutifully, he continued to invoke Maguayan's protection because it made him feel he had a modicum of control over the vast and mysterious sea. That illusion faded when he lost his father to Typhoon Frank, whose whimsical behavior defied all forecasts. The typhoon that passed precisely where it was not expected, exactly where his father's fishing fleet sought shelter and was tossed like a paper boat. His mother had since insisted he stayed close to the shore. And for a while, it worked. It used to be enough, just casting his net in the shallow waters. He could catch enough for his mother to sell in the market. But that had not been happening lately. Fishes started avoiding their coastal waters that were getting warmer, migrating to cooler seas instead. Still, they tried to get by. Even after the day, they found hundreds of dead fish floating in the sea and washed up on the beach along the shoreline. They said it was because of the sudden rise of temperature. It had rained for days, and then suddenly the sun shone with a vengeance. 
the stench of dead rotted fish blanketed the town for days, as palpable as the miasma of fear that gripped the townsfolk. No one could say they gave up easily. His mother joined the handweavers group and earned from the mats, placemats, and bags she crafted. Not much, but enough to pay the bills. Until the coughing made her stop. Long coughing spells punctuated in the end by sharp gasps for breath over and over, especially at night. It went on for weeks. She took cough suppressant, bought over-the-counter, rubbed Vicks vapor rub on her temples and chest. She was afraid it was pneumonia and more afraid to hear the doctor say that she was right. But he could not stand not knowing. He carried her to the health center and borrowed money to buy her medicine. She was all right again after a week, only heaven knew for how long. And still, but no, enough. His friends had gone elsewhere to study nursing or caregiving. Some became construction workers in the Middle East. Others became domestic helpers in Hong Kong, leaving their parents bereft of successors and the fishing industry uncertain of its future. He didn't blame nor envy them. There was comfort in regularity. There was security in knowing what would happen next. He was leaving too, but he was going to study, visit often, and eventually come back for good. His mother snorted. You'll be one of those all-knowing young men who come here teaching us how to do what our parents and grandparents did well, telling us our methods are crude. I'm coming back. That should be enough. He couldn't go through life anymore, not knowing what he was up against. No more relying on luck in subsistence fishing. Enough. He was not staying put, but he was not running away either. Thanks for listening to Agam the Climate Podcast, a podcast about climate change without jargon. Continue the conversation with us next episode. We are a part of the Agam Agenda out of the Institute for Climate and Sustainable Cities based in the Philippines. You can hear past episodes and engage online with us on Facebook, Twitter, and agam.ph. That's A-G-A-M dot P-H. Special thanks to Ground Bravo Studios, Far Eastern University, and you, our listeners, for your support.